The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney. We look at the markets, Troy, another down day. But there's so many factors. You know, we had the crop report or progress report that came out yesterday, which of no surprise was talking about some wetter fields. We've got the crop tour going on. We've just it's getting to be that time of year where we should start to see some downward numbers and the markets react. Yeah, you're exactly right, Susan. Um we, we, we do have green on the screen, we, or excuse me, um, red on the screen with uh, corn being down three cents today. That December contract ended up at 373 and a half, down three. Uh, November down, November beans down eight and a quarter, 885. Uh, and then we had wheat again down um, 12 and a half cents on September and December contracts there in Kansas City. So a lot of red on the screen today. But like you said, it's that time of year that we typically have. Um, you know, um, harvest pressure starting into these markets. And, and I think the conversation, a lot of times at this time, you talk about the, the, every Monday you get the crop, crop progress reports. They also are starting the different, um, um, uh, crop tours that are going on. And then I think on top of that, you have to remember, you know, what are the funds doing? What is the position of the funds at this time? And what's the U.S. dollar done in the last several months? And, and because we're, we're focused on the size of the crops, but we also have to be focused on, um, you know, our end users and our buyers throughout the world and what their ability to buy right now is. So that all gets put in the same blender and mixed together. And then we need to talk about different elements of that. The other thing we need to talk about is where are the opportunities and what can our ag producers do with some of those opportunities at this time? Well, you bring up a really good point, and especially on a day like today where people have their windows open, it smells and feels like fall in the air. We hear talk that the crop could be two weeks early on harvest, which means chopping for silage is going to be pushed earlier as well. Guys might be just getting to that hustle and bustle and forgetting that they need to focus on marketing this crop as well. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. This, t- this is a time of year where a lot of things are taking place with the farmers. Um, they're either getting ready for harvest or they're chopping silage. They're, they're taking care of livestock. So there's a lot going on. Um, and, and so to, to keep your eye on, on the marketing, sometimes you need some assistance with that or just a good reminder that, hey, keep an eye on your marketing and, and, and make the steps that you need to at appropriate times. But um, with that in mind, you know, I think you look at the, that the Pro Farmer Tour. That's the big one going on right now, and that's the talk. Um the difference between Pro Farmer Tour right now, in my opinion, and and and, and several years ago, isn't um, how the numbers are getting put together and and who's going out. There's some some really good people out testing these fields. It's how it's getting reported and how quickly we used to wait for reports, and now it's out on Twitter within minutes. And so there's all kinds of information out there. Um, with that in mind, um, last year the the tour was off considerably from where they were estimating corn yield at this point compared to what it ended up at the end of the year. Um, but in the last, and that, that was about a nine and a half bushel differential. That's pretty big. La, and in the last 15 years, it's closer to a five, bu- five bushel differential, which is only about 3%. So that's a really 
pretty accurate, in my opinion, overall. Well, and Troy, you bring up a good point that as they digest these numbers, as stuff shows up on social media, as they hear the reports coming in, to really think about what it is and, and take it just one step at a time because it is a crop tour that's taking place. So people shouldn't panic when they start hearing the talk of, you know, hail damage and that kind of stuff because it's different areas and they're only picking certain spots as they go along the road. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, the, the, uh, unfortunately, the ones that did get hailed, um, there is some se- severe hail. Mm-hmm. There's, and just talking about here in Nebraska, we're in Kearney, Nebraska, and from here west, um, there's severe hail every year um, up to Ravenna area. You know, we've seen it out of Eustace. I mean, it's just all over. But there's typically hail every year. And for those guys that got hit, um, we feel bad for them. That's not what they plan it for. Um, but um, and, and and that makes you feel different when you're that guy that got hit. That's a, a pack accurate. But um, overall, does it make a put a big dent in the size of the pile that we're going to um, harvest as a country this year? Um, it probably isn't a big variance over what that hail damage has done the last couple of years. And, and so I, I don't think that's anything widespread and, and any, anything more in-depth than it normally is. And Troy, since we're talking about that, I mean, we do the comparison across the U.S. And you talked about how fast social media gets that information out to producers, gets it to you guys in the office as well. You look to the east. What are you hearing about areas of Ohio, Illinois, Indiana when it comes to early early thoughts of this crop? Yeah, one thing we do hear, they, they were needing some rains in the, that um, central part of the belt um, 30 days ago. They have had some timely rains, and so I don't you don't hear as much about that right now. What we do hear about is the overall crop doing er, uh, getting to earlier um, development, which um, there's two sides to that. One of them is your test weights might come in a little bit lighter um, as a country just because we're developing a little quicker. Uh, so test weights, I would anticipate you could see that a little bit lighter this year overall. Um, the other side to it is every day that that crop gets out of the uh, field a little bit earlier, it, it's a little bit less risk that they have on the table with some kind of drop um, drop on those uh, those ears um, or in soybeans. So I think the better the, the quicker the harvest, the better, and the earlier the better. Usually, um, I, those bushels are a lot safer in the bend. Very well put. Stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up in just a moment. We'll talk a little bit about this wheat, what's been going on with that and its effects on the corn. And, of course, a listener question as we continue to look at this crop and the harvest coming up quickly. It's the Fontenelle final bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield on a Carney. So that listener question, and, and you and I kind of chatted about it um, during the commercial ba- break, but kind of the roundabout of the question was there hasn't been a lot of talk and focus about the, the extreme drought that's been happening in Missouri and what it means to those producers that are getting nothing. I know we had one producer that messaged us that was getting 40 to 80 bushels to the acre on his corn that last year he got 200. So as you look at the big, bigger picture of this, Troy, and you talk about the global markets and the demand and everything coming together, how does this all factor in? And the other part of this person's question is, how does one market this new crop going into 2019, knowing what we know now? Boy, that's some really big questions, really good questions. <laughs> 
Susan. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll start with the first one. And in the state of Missouri, yeah, they've had um, extreme drought and, and growing conditions have been really tough there this year. Um, and so how much of that's been dialed into the market prior? Obviously, um, the overall crop size in the country is, and, and every state broken down, is taken into account in the market, in my opinion, every minute of the day um, as reports come in. And so I think a lot of what's happened in Missouri, um, uh, there's there's some pretty severe drought, of course, and some guys are going to you know, maybe have uh, very little production. But um, I, I believe that's already into the market for this year, to be real honest. Um, and then I think there's areas that probably are having some production um, that, that's, that looks really, really good right now, and they might have some, some record yields in certain areas. There's been improving conditions um, in Nebraska. Nebraska's crop is good, and, and we had improving conditions. Missouri's conditions are bad, but they also improved by about 2%. You know, there's some, there's some major, um, I would be more concerned with the declining conditions in some major producing states, which were Iowa, Minnesota, and Kansas. Those all had, you know, two, three, um, percent decreases, um, in production. So there's been some declining, um, here in the last week. Anything prior to that, I think it's already in the market. Um, to address the question for next year, um, you know, looking at 2019, what we typically run into is once this crop gets put in the bin and it's getting shipped out, it's getting put on the trains, now we're going to look at the, um, our buyer's ability to buy this corn uh, and soybeans. And so then you got to look at the U.S. dollar. And in the last, um, well, since May, the U.S. dollar has been on a pretty steady uptrend. We've had a setback here the last three days, but we are in an overall uptrend in this U.S. dollar. If that would happen to turn down seasonally here, you know, later in the later part of this year, and we see some demand kick in on our corn and soybeans, of course, tariff issues are always in there also, we could see some really good opportunities for 2019. And I think I'd, I'd, I'd look at, at that if I were a producer and say, where are my opportunities for next year? What can I get ready for? And also, um, then how do I manage bushels out of, um, out of the bin from this year? Uh, what do I have marketed? Hopefully, hopefully they have a percentage of it marketed and a solid percent. Um, and then how do I manage those bushels out of the bin as well? So, um, there's a lot to take into account. Um, and, and this is the time of year that guys get really busy and, and sometimes those marketing decisions, um, uh, are, are tough to take care of when you're out there in the combine. Looking at this this wheat market, I know it had an effect in the in the readings I did for this uh, for today's trade. Is that something we're going to continue to see? I know the winter wheat crop is uh, has wrapped up. Spring wheat harvest is moving along as well. But now we're going to start focusing on planting uh, of winter wheat. Is this going to still be a, a corn factor since they seem to always go hand in hand? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that yeah, I think it's interesting. I'm looking at the Kansas City. Uh, December contract. September looks the same way. Um, last week we started, or we got as low as 560, and it ran up to 596. It was a 36 cent move in about three days. It's given all that back in two days this week. And so, um, and those are big moves. Those are big daily moves. For example, wheat was down 12 and a half cents today. So, 
wheat really moves and it moves in big ways. But what I look at also is not only the current um, crop conditions, um, you know, we were down 1% on, on the good to excellent category, but um, on wheat. But I look at the crop conditions, but then when you're talking winter wheat, it always becomes a moisture issue. You know, how much moisture do you have, subsoil moisture, and moving into the uh, planting of that. And I think we're in a lot better shape right now, especially in that Kansas area that, than we were a year ago. So looking at moving forward, best way for producers that are probably sitting there scratching their heads saying, I do need to get this marketing plan done. What's the best way for them to sit down, talk to you guys? Absolutely. 308-234-6805. All right. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. listening to the Rural Radio Network.